We're rolling. Rolling. Rolling, rolling. We're recording live. Not live. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Adrian and Ariel. That's how you're going to start? You introduce yourself? KT Confidential, episode 54. That's right. Everybody knows who we are. Except for the new people. Except for them. Yeah, anyone over the 17th viewer. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Ariel had some good We're topics. We're getting a lot of views, actually, now. Yeah, a lot of people getting addicted to the show. Yeah, I like to think so. I listen to it in bed. If I miss an episode. You like to hear my voice when yeah. you go to sleep? Yes. Yeah. Soothing. Soothing. Yeah. It reminds me of what I have to look forward to the next day. <laughs> Today we are discussing a couple things. Uh, actually, the first thing I want to start with is your the topic you brought up about selling early. You're getting right into it, aren't you? Yeah. Okay, fine. Do you have something to say? Well, I don't know. I like to talk a little bit. You, you want know? to talk about your McDonald's breakfast? How's that sitting? Do you need to make a trip to the washroom before we get into it? Maybe after this coffee, but um, McDonald's breakfast is our go-to when we go up north. I think it is yours too, right? And Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett? He's a big McDonald's breakfast guy. Oh, is he? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, I think, if not daily, weekly. Wow. Regularly, yeah. So every time we go out to the cottage, that's the first stop. Yes, that's one of the things I look forward to most about that drive. Just that routine of going up north, get the McDonald's breakfast. Anyways, I was on my way here this morning. I had to make a couple of stops, and I was just so hungry. So I said, uh, you know what? I didn't want to get out of the car. And there's not too many options to grab a breakfast in a drive-thru. No, I agree. Actually, come to think of it. I'm concerned that it's not recording the audio. Okay, so let's just start again then. Let's do something weird. No, you know what? I think it's okay. It's okay. We're good. We're good. Are you sure? Because last time you and Chris did a podcast, you had to redo it after 17 minutes. No, no, I'm sure. I promise. I would never make that mistake twice. Anyways, continue with your story. Are you sure? Yes. So why aren't there any places, drive through Mm-hmm. With healthy food options. Like what? Well, McDonald's would argue that they probably do have something. Yeah, and they can argue all they want, but it's not healthy. What do you want? I don't know. As an example, Freshie. Freshie is a go-to place of mine, or Fresh Addicts here in Milton. You know, if those places had drive through Sure, but then... Like, I, I don't know if you've had the uh, the fruit bowls at Fresh Addicts. They're friggin' delicious. Don't they cost like $30? Not much more than a McDonald's breakfast would. Really? Maybe a few extra bucks, but this doesn't satisfy me. Well, number one, they don't, no nutrition. They, don't, they, don't, they don't... No nutrition in that. They don't pump out their food as fast. drive through is quick, man. They have strict guidelines. They have to get those cars moving through faster than the people inside the store. So maybe you give less options for the drive through and you have them... How can you limit the drive-through? What do you mean, how? It's got to be the same level of service, I'd, but faster. I'd rather have limited options than no options. Anyway, my point is, I was hungry. I didn't want to get out of the car, and <coughs> McDonald's was the only option, really. If you want, maybe A and W, which is out of the way, but it's the same thing. You get a wrap somewhere, breakfast wrap. That's not bad. I don't know. I don't know about that. Anyways. Anyways. 
It was okay. I had the bagel BLT with egg. It was all right. I always I, get I the to sausage and egg McMuffin. Their coffee gives. I love their coffee. I like it better than Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons is garbage. Yeah, Tim Hortons. Is Starbucks is good. It, yeah. But for the price, that's a good coffee. It is, except it gives me the jitters. Especially, well, maybe because I've had a coffee already, and now this is my second coffee. Usually, I don't have my second coffee until about ten o'clock. Well, you're one something. of those people that can drink a coffee over the course of five hours. Oh, for sure. That drives me crazy. I don't know how people do that. Alicia does that as well. Oh, well, I don't like... You know, I'll, come, I'll come home at lunch and there's a cold coffee sitting on the counter, so I'll dump it in the sink, rinse the cup out, and I get in trouble. Oh, Natalie that, that used to do that to me all the time. Yeah. And it drove me nuts because at 12.50, when I'm done lunch, if I wanted a little sip, not a whole cup, I still have it there from the morning. Anyway... Yeah, you drink your coffee really quick. I enjoy it. I don't mind a little bit cold coffee. Anyway, so, yeah, my breakfast was good. Thanks for asking. Good. What did you have for breakfast this morning? A muffin. That's it? Yeah, I had to leave the house quick, so I grabbed a muffin. What kind of muffin? Carrot. So, interestingly, we're talking about this, because, you know, I'm working on the 2020 goals and plans uh, for ourselves, for the businesses, for the team, for everybody on the team. And one thing that popped up into my Facebook feed this morning, which, of course, convenient timing, uh, they they were tracking my, my searches. Um, Uh-oh. What <laughs> popped up, Ariel? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's basically a more, it's called a morning journal. I don't know if you've seen them, but it's something that kind of itemizes and help, helps you structure your day. So the night, why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I just, so far it sounds like a fucking notebook. Kind of. That somebody's it, branding it, in a funny way. It, it's kind of a notebook. I, I took a screenshot of it this morning. So I'm going to, uh, it's called the Morning Sidekick Journal. And on each page, it just kind of helps you structure your night and your morning. You track what time you go to sleep, what time you wake up, because it's all about having better routines, especially in the morning. Right. Um, And then, you know, the top five things that you want to accomplish today. And then at the end of the day, what did I accomplish? Right. That kind of stuff. And it's stuff that I've been preaching, but this journal kind of has that preformatted structure so you don't have to give much so if you're not disciplined it. enough to like so i have just this notebook with line paper and i write my to-do list i check it off as i go and i move things onto the next list as which is the most basic form of your personal tracking right and it works well but it could work better i don't think so I'm, so you can go on to the next topic. I'm going to pull this up, and I'm going to let you have a look at it. I know exactly what it is. I've seen many variations of that type of product. And if that's what someone needs to stay more organized, then it's a good idea. I believe you would benefit from it. I don't think so. I think we should order it and try it. I am extremely functional and productive, and my routines work. So I wake up, and I have my notes, and I to-do list, and I start picking away at them. Okay, what about everything else? Like what? 
Well, that's why I'm going to pull this up so you can get an idea. All right. Um, Don't choose my topic. Go on to something you picked. Well, you said something else the other day. It was funny because you were on a local Facebook page with real estate agents, and some you know this is a place where realtors go and they post um, various things. But one of the most common ones is, "Hey, I have a listing coming up. Stay tuned," and they'll give you a little bit of information about it. And somebody posted. I didn't even see it until afterwards. You sent me it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And this uh, this is an insider Facebook group. insider realtor Facebook group uh, realtors so this, only realtors only uh, local realtors only. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so this real estate agent posted some pictures of a listing they have coming soon. First word, I don't remember. Beautiful, beautiful, right? Oh yes, that's right. And uh, so you showed me the pictures of this place. Emphasize beautiful. The capitalized or exclamation? No, mark. just the way it was written. It was like right. this beautiful place. Right. So this is like the perfect example to bring us into a conversation about how people overuse words. They use words inappropriately. Uh, and it just sets, it's just... It, it well, pisses me so, off. So the house is old, outdated. It's average at best. Oh, no, it's fugly. It is. Those floors don't match. The floors don't match. They're like, it. the colors are just brutal. It's all of the light woods, that, that yellowish wood that Right, but you said, it, you said it best. Is Fugly? No. I mean, that works, but you said beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. So yep. perhaps oh, that was going to be my comment. Perhaps to, somebody will like to that. that person's post. Yeah. But if you're calling something like that but beautiful, it's not beautiful. No, like if you get something the house that, we sold on Locker Place last week, even at even a beautiful kitchen, you could beautiful say that kitchen, beautiful house. Yeah, sort of. But what do you say when you actually get something that deserves that designation? Some of the listings on Lake you're now categorizing Lake Shore it with Road, that worth four or five million bucks. Those are beautiful. No, those are extravagant. So those are, oh, are those they? deserve bigger <laughs> words. Yeah. Well, beautiful, stunning, gorgeous. You know, every home all of a sudden is gorgeous and stunning. Yeah. Really? Come on. Right. And like, doesn't the public get just sick of hearing these? I think people just need to call them what they are. Like a big one I hate is soaring ceilings. You know, if it has nine foot ceilings. Somebody might say soaring nine foot ceilings. No, they're twelve inches taller than. What a <laughs> quote unquote average house might have, and now they're becoming standard. Right. You know, so just they say standard. Say it comes with nine foot ceilings. Yeah. Don't just say extravagant or soaring ceilings. Like just say right. what it is. Soaring makes me think somebody's gonna be hanging from a chandelier and like Right. Like if it's soaring, it better fucking be soaring. Like you should be able to put a I saw you made a note gleaming Christmas tree in gleaming there. Gleaming hardwood. Oh, floors. that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Gleaming. Why why don't you be more professional instead of saying gleaming hardwood floors and say five and a half inch hand scraped hickory? Whatever. Like be specific. And it's it's I think that has more value than just using some random word that's way overused. Broadloom. Broadloom. Yeah, that's a funny one. I especially like when... Where some did that word come from? Broadloom. No Long time ago. Yeah. But okay. what's even funnier is when you get real estate agents that will include it and in, listed in the inclusions. Yeah. Broadloom uh, included. Yeah. Like, okay, because I was going to take the carpet up. I've had quite a number of people say, what's Broadloom? Yeah. 
Somebody else put uh, that the furnace was included with the purchase of a house, but they didn't say furnace. I think they said burner. I've never heard of that term. Gas right. burner. Seems like an odd way to describe it. I don't know how legal that would be. Well, technically, there's gas combustion. I don't know. Maybe it was an old term. It was an older gentleman. So I, as we were chatting here, I pulled it up. Habitnest.com. The Morning Sidekick Journal. I'd be curious, you know, anybody that is listening or anybody that we know, if anybody's used this. But So the first picture, it literally looks like our notebooks, our uh, moleskin notebook. Yes, it is branded on the front. That's what I'm saying. It's the same thing. Oh, hang on. Becoming a morning superhero. Increase your productivity. Track your progress and get laser focused. So... Day one, it gives you a pro tip on what to do each night. Complete the following before going to bed. Pick out your clothes. Do you pick out your clothes before you go to bed? I wear the same clothes every day. Do you? No, you don't. This branded shirt and a pair of jeans. Every day? But to answer your question, no. If okay. I don't. Okay. Number two, choosing what you want to eat for breakfast. Do you get? Do you prepare your breakfast? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I'll make like make before oatmeal. Put on a regular basis. Sometimes. Sometimes on a regular basis. Right. (laughs) Uh, Prepare your bags for work. That's usually ready to go. Get get all your stuff together. Uh, The first task or ritual you will knock out when your day begins. It should be a task that you absolutely have to get done without question. Make your bed. And it gives you a little bit of a motivational quote. So that's uh, day one pro tip. And this is what the sample journal page looks like. It's got the date. It says, tonight I'll sleep at whatever time. Tomorrow I'll Oh, I thought you meant like at. somebody's house. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Who am I sleeping with tonight? Okay. L- so like- so here, here's what it does. It plans your wake-up time and sleep time. So going into the day. You are planning, okay, here's what time I'm going to go to sleep, and here's what time I'm waking up tomorrow morning. So you don't do that. No way. No, because I don't want to. It's creating good habits. Uh, positively reflect on your day. So you make I do a, know when I get up, though. You make a little note about a memorable, memorable moment that you experienced today. Do you ever do that? No. Okay, so... This is what it forces you to do. It, well, this is the thing. It doesn't force you. People could do this anyways. Okay. It guides you. It helps yeah. assist. So for somebody like myself that's training our staff to become better routine, yes. good habits. I agree. Uh, and, you know, I like to do as I preach. But here's, so the, I would here's the big question. Plans the next day. The big question routine. is, do they open the book? So my morning ritual tomorrow will be, boom, 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 five things, little area to mark if it's been completed. Then it tracks and sleep your sleep and wake up time. So it okay. says last night. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's got a lot of information. My in most it. important task. But the for big today thing is like is somebody says, "What's the best CRM?" Well, the best CRM is the one that you way actually I use. Can improve myself is. Okay, so see, this is your personal routine, your personal CRM. Yes. Essentially. Yes. So if you don't have a CRM, right? What are you doing? 
Well, you're be- scribbling notes in a fucking book like you are. No, your- it's possible for people this to have is, healthy routines is, without needing to write them your, down. This is your personal CRM, not a business CRM, your personal CRM. That's how I see it. Sure. Because but do people do use bus- it? Do you need a business CRM? No, you could have a notebook. Yeah. That is a notebook. It's yes. literally a notebook. But it's guiding you as to what you actually need to do. So I'm a big fan of this. I'm going to look into it. Okay. It gives you 66 days of tracking. Uh, it gives you new content every day, something motivational. Um, it challenges you to stay on track. So I think there's value in that. Let me know how it goes then. Do a 30-day trial. If everybody else in here is doing it, you're going to do it. I'm not going to argue. If you want me to do it, I'll do it. I'll try it out. All right. You heard it here first. Okay. Next topic is? Well, we're not done. I want to know some other things, words, descriptive things that people, Well, all these adjectives and acronyms. Yeah. All these acronyms drive me freaking crazy. It's okay if it's in a realtor section. We've talked about that before. But in public notes, it's annoying. GDO. Everybody always asks me, what's a GDO? Yeah. Or WDO. ELFs. Or ELFs. ELFs. Yeah. Um, Jim, can you start finding things for him to fidget with? He needs like those. I My pen works. Jesus Christ. What's wrong with me fidgeting with my pen? Anyways. Um, oh, you have you brought one up that uh, was a good one because we discussed it recently. Uh, his and hers. His and her closets. Okay, so here's the thing. We listed a property last week, last week, and it has two walk-in closets in the master bedroom. Yes. For years and years and years and years, this would be advertised and uh, considered his and her walk-in closets. Yes. So not even thinking about it when I wrote the description for the property. I put his and her walk-in closets. Yes. And then some of our team members. Me. It was just me, really. I brought it up. No, it was Chris, actually. No, it it was me. Was it? Yeah. Jen, thank you. Interesting. Yeah. So you, okay, well then go ahead and talk. Well, I just thought it was, I, I, um, I've noticed builders are no longer, well, not, I don't know if all builders, but I've noticed some builders are no longer using that term. And I, so it made me think, and I think it's, a, I think it's appropriate, more appropriate to use a different term for many reasons, not, you know, just, uh, you know, it could be his and his, or it could be one person living there, or maybe they just got a divorce and saying his and hers doesn't offend her or him, but makes them upset, right? So just sticking with two closets is maybe, you know, double walk-in closets or something more generic. Gender neutral. Gender neutral. So is there anything else that would be gender neutral that you'd have to be cautious of when it a urinal. to homes? What if it had a urinal? <laughs> I'm just, I'm going out on a limb here. The house has a urinal, and we put descriptive little signs in the house. You ever use a bidet? No. But would you discriminate against women that might want to use the urinal? They could maybe, if they had to. 
No? Jen's shaking her head. What about um, just anything? What if you had... Because we will write notes and put signs in the house to showcase things. Um, I'm trying to think of anything. Like I've seen things where in laundry rooms or kitchens it specified women or things female-related. That's bad. But how far does this go? So, I'm, I, you know... What about, the, man, the, what about the world, a man cave? The world cave? is changing. What about a man cave? Can the you world, call it a man cave? Well, what about a she shed? The hell's a she shed? You never heard of she sheds? Yeah, I, I think I know you mean like glamping. Like they're all fancy sheds in the backyard. Well, the actual terminology for a one that's decorated or, or, or built to a quote-unquote female need or standard right is referred to as a she shed and that was the offset to a man cave anyway yeah when you go shopping you go into uh the bay yeah look for some clothing the who says i don't want to wear those women's pants the big signs up there says women's and men's right Perhaps they shouldn't say that anymore. Well, perhaps. It's a good point. The world is changing. But where do you draw the line? I don't know. It's a very confusing time, I think, for the whole gender thing. It's got me a little confused, I'll admit. I'm not You're confused about be, your gender? I'm not trying to be insensitive or, or anything like that. But I like getting Jen to laugh. Who, who does it offend? Who doesn't it offend? Who cares? Who doesn't care? You got Don Charing saying you people, and then it blows up the whole country. You know, what does you people refer to? Yeah. You know, God for Like, you know, so... Context and intention... Uh, context and intent are key. And right. I think people forget about that sometimes. Well, people are going to get offended by people anything. People are way too sensitive. That's the world we live in. Yeah. Way too sensitive. Well, it's like you and Chris were telling me about your kids being in school and they have to be removed from the classroom when another child Yeah, so there's out. a kid in there that lashes what is that out. Called? Chris what? told us yesterday there's a name for Oh, I don't remember. It's some kind of protocol. Yeah, yeah. So kid lashes. It's like a lockdown sort of thing. I don't know what it's called, but so this one kid, troubled child, lashes out and starts getting angry. Maybe starts yelling and throwing things. So everybody else has to leave, instead of them, you know, being dealt with. I just almost spilt this entire glass of water. Um. Anyway, his and her closets no longer. Talk about lockdowns, Tessa. Just did her first lockdown drill. For what? Like 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 shooters, like you have a school shooting. Oh really? So they locked down the school. Yeah. I just find it kind of weird. Why? Well, because who do you find fire drills weird? Ninety percent of the time, who's the shooter? I don't know. Why do you know this? Well, think about it. 99% of the time, a a kid goes into a school and shoots up the school. Who's the kid? Oh, I see what you're saying. It's a student. Potentially. So doing these lockdown drills, what the hell does it help? You're telling the shooter what you're doing. They know ahead of time what the plan is. Right. (laughs) I guess. Anyways, it's scary to think about having to worry about that sort of stuff nowadays. Although I think we're very fortunate in Canada. It's a rare occurrence. I don't remember the last time something like that happened. 
smaller population. Sure. Also different gun laws. Yep. So lots of variables. All right. Let's get back on topic here. Can you think of anything else that's questionable? Gleaming floors, soaring ceiling, his and her closets, all those stupid acronyms. Someone saying it's stunning when it's really not. Like a semi. I know you hate that one. End unit, oh, end unit oh don't even get me started. Just like townhouse. a semi. Yeah. It, no, no. It's an end unit townhouse. That's right. There was another and one I saw a recently. A lot of people don't know in Milton that townhomes have an easement at the back of the property yeah. to allow for a pass-through to the other townhomes. So even if you're an end unit, you have that easement in the back of your lot. Usually it's about three feet to allow for a pass-through to your neighbor's backyards. Yes. In a semi, you would never have that because you each have access to your backyard. Yeah. So even though, yes, both homes are only attached from one side, there are many differences. Well, I saw one recently that was when they went another step. This was a, a town. This is a link home. So it was um, linked above ground by the garage only. Okay. It was an end unit link. Connected by the garage, and this realtor... Just like a detached home. That's what they wrote. <laughs> Just like a detached home, or almost like a detached home, or something like that. This brochure looks really nice. Oh. The colors turned out really nice. Mm-hmm. Just looking at the... For those of you listening, I'm just looking at our property brochure for our list, new listing today. Bison. Bison. Bison Circle. Bison Circle. I think that one's going to sell quickly. Do people know what we do? We never really talk about it. About what? That we uh, run a real estate team. We don't usually talk about ourselves. Well, I wanted to talk about our new property management company that we just finally announced yesterday. You didn't want to talk about that. No, one step at a time. So, yes, we sell homes. Okay, let's move on. Um, is it good or bad if your home sells quickly? Okay, this is a good topic because it's happened many times where let's paint a picture. So got three minutes. What? Got you three have, minutes. You have to go. I got to go pick up those keys for the next showing. Oh, jeez. So apparently, this showing the keys are at the that's brokerage. annoying. Yeah, I don't even want to put a lockbox. Got to go to the brokerage, pick up the key, go to the property. Yeah. Then return the key. At least here is relatively close to the house. The property. So is it good or bad, good or bad if your home Okay, so here's, here's the situation. You're a homeowner. This happens often. You're a homeowner. We tell you how much your house is worth. You're surprised that it might actually sell for that much, and you're okay with it. Um, then we list it. Sells in a couple days. Now you question whether or not it was enough money. So, real- so two days ago, you think, wow, that's really impressive. If I can get that, I'll be happy. Two days later, I don't know if I got enough money for it. So it's very normal to feel this way, and I can completely understand why people do. But generally speaking, when the house looks great and you price it perfectly, it will sell quickly. And that's the key. What people, a lot of people don't understand, and we hear it because we do sell our homes much quicker than the average. And that's because when you walk into it, it feels good. It looks good. It's been marketed well. Well, here's the... Let me just... Okay. So often we'll sell a home in a short time period. So as an example, the property we listed last week, it sold with multiple offers in 24 hours or 30 hours from listing. And 
listed at a valuation that was fair for seller and fair for buyer, but higher than maybe what somebody else would have told them the house is worth. Yeah. <clears throat> it sold for more than that amount. We got over the asking price and the seller combats a little bit and saying, well, maybe we should wait till the end of the open houses. Maybe we should wait till those other showings come through. Yeah. So, yes, I understand and I sympathize with the fact that you think or you might believe that somebody else would also be interested, but it doesn't mean that, they, that they're going to pay more or it doesn't mean that they're going to even come up with an offer. No, especially when you're in competition. If you have... Oh, for sure. And in that case, I think there were multiple offers. The, the, so the, you run the risk of... The most likely time for you to get multiple offers is very early in the listing process. Yes. And the longer the listing stays on, the higher the odds that you will get less money. So selling the house quickly is the goal. Well, and that's our job. So if we if we do it quickly and everything goes smoothly, that's what that's why we get paid, right? And if you if if as a real estate agent, if we take the time up front and do all the work, you know that traditional upside down pyramid thing, right? So you do all the work, you prepare the home, you stage it, you clean it, you make it look amazing, you prepare good marketing, all the photos, the video, all the online advertising, you do the open houses, all those little things trickle down to the very bottom of that upside-down pyramid, and that tiny little triangle at the bottom represents the amount of time it takes to sell. So if you put in all the time up here, it will sell quickly, and that process becomes much more enjoyable and successful. Now, if you don't, so you take you shortcut the whole system, the big part at the bottom represents a lot of time. It takes forever to sell. Nowhere near as successful. The caveat is that there are... I have seen times where a home will sell quickly for less than it should have. Yes. And oftentimes it comes down to poor negotiation skills. Yeah. And seller motivation, like maybe they're under duress or could be. Sometimes you get. We bought a townhouse for probably thirty to forty thousand under market value. Talk about a percentage because a thirty forty thousand on a two million dollar property okay. means nothing. Uh, so eight percent, eight percent, roughly eight percent below market value. Below market value. Yep. And that was, I'd say, that was due to an uneducated realtor. Oh, 150% right? did not know the market. No. But that's not, not hard. She was out of town, but it's not hard to gather data and come to a conclusion well, of an even, accurate valuation. And even, you see, her fail. Well, we was pushed her to knowing. make a decision quick as well. Yeah. yeah, we forced their hand because we came in with a strong offer. Yes. Yeah. Well, strong in relativity well, no to conditions. their asking price. Yeah. We came in very close to their asking price. We still we still managed to shave a few bucks off of there, but we waived all of our conditions immediately. Gave them the closing date they wanted. Came yeah. up with a good deposit and a good story, and that's how we got it. But her fail was not doing her homework on the other properties that were on the market at the time, and not intimately knowing 
the neighborhood and the specific area well, where the home is. There's some unique characteristics with Huge. that property that play a big factor. I mean, one of the quietest streets in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. that part of the street, backing onto green space, you're four steps from one of the nicest parks in Milton. Uh, she failed. Cost her seller probably quite a bit of money. Yeah. So, but at the same time, they were hey, they seem happy. We we can ethically talk about this uh, transaction because we're actually a part of it. That's right. I'm yeah. not saying any street we're, names or yeah. locations. Yeah. Being very well, general. We can. we can because we own the damn home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, so I I think from a seller's perspective, I completely get it. I understand why. They may question whether or not they should have or should accept an offer if it comes in really quick. Um, but just, you know, while if things are done right, it's common for that to happen. You, you should make sure that everything is, you know, that you are getting good value for the house. So make sure you're hiring somebody that has shown you proof that, you know, the price is right. Um, what kind of muffin did you have? I already told you. Carrot. Now it got got me thinking about muffins. Yeah, it was good. Anyways, I'm just trying to convey a message here that selling quickly is not a bad thing. If everything's done right, it should sell relatively quick. But it could be a bad thing. It could mean that your realtor's out to lunch on their pricing. They didn't do their job right. So make sure that you know definitively that it, things are, you know, it's priced right. That's You've a, seen comparable. I mean, we got to talk about that some other time because that's a whole other topic because... How do you make sure? Well, you can see sales. Well, just like anything else, talking about the townhouse that we bought, do you use that as a comparable for another similar home? Right? Well, you so do, that's why you need a number of sales. Everything is so skewed. The point is... Well, I don't know what my point is. That's why you need a number of sales. So, like, I have four good comparables to a house I valued yesterday. If I take one or two of them, the numbers become I guarantee you, so that home, if you price it at, whatever, $1.25 million, and it sells in a day, the seller will still question the price. Maybe. You never know. Do you have a listing price for that house yet? No. 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 Not yet. About a few couple weeks out, two, three weeks out. Anyway, I gotta go pick up these keys. Nice chatting with you today. What are you having for lunch today? I don't know. I don't have my handy schedule See? on me. It's about proper planning. No, you know, I, I think I am gonna order these for the team. And I'll give you an example. So Steve Bruman, when I was sitting down with him and going over his 2019 uh, year-to-date activities and, and, and goals, and we looked back at the 2019 uh, planning that we did late 2018. And one of the things he had written in there was walking every day. That's his form of exercise. He enjoys walking for an hour every day. Mm-hmm. He hadn't been doing it and hadn't been doing it for a long time. So I forced them to start. And with the exception of one day, um, every day for the last three weeks, he's been going, leaving the house at 7, coming back at 8. 
and I force them at 8 o'clock every day to send me a text or a video or something so I know that he's completed it. Yeah, but a notebook's not going to accomplish that. That's my point. I guarantee you. Well, it is. Maybe it will for a short if, period of time. If you're, it is if you're sitting down with somebody and talking about it. And sitting sure. down with the person is what does it, 100%. Someone holding it, because they, they, they can write whatever they want in the, phone, look, in the notebook. If they don't feel guilty about it, sure. they'll just write done. Sure, if you, wanna, uh, if you don't want to improve your life, then don't. Right. Right, it's like anything else. It's not that somebody doesn't want to. You I'm could, sure everyone wants to. Okay, why most, did you hire a personal trainer on, on Instagram? Because I needed somebody to hold me accountable. Ah, and it worked. Ah, you needed a plan. I didn't buy a notebook. You needed I a hired, plan. I hired a person. That gave you a fucking notebook. No. no? I, had, I had regular calls with them. They could track they everything gave, I they did. They gave you a plan though, right? A meal plan? That's yeah, but they were tracking oh. me. If they if there was no person on the other end, I wouldn't have done it. Okay. So the notebook in itself is useless. Well, I didn't say it's not because it's only you know garbage in, garbage out kind of thing, right? Right. Only get out of it what you put into it. But they simplified it for you and said, "Here's the meal plan. All you got to do is follow this plan." Right. Same thing this journal is doing. It's saying all you got to do is fill me in. Right. Well, there's so many easy ways to do anything, but it's not easy to do it. So having somebody hold you accountable, that's what gets it done. If you can't hold yourself accountable, you're not disciplined, you haven't established those habits yet, you need somebody to help you do that. Everybody. And a notebook is not going to make a difference. Everybody in life has things that they cannot hold themselves accountable to on a regular basis. I don't care what it is. It's if it's your exercise routine, your eating habits, your morning routine, your night routine. Everybody has routines and habits that are either wrong, maybe not. Well, right, most not, people not don't right. even most people don't even know they do. They just go through life doing what they do. They don't realize right. that those are actually habits, bad habits you've established. And everybody complains about these things, but does nothing about it. So the key is having the right tools. To actually do something about it. If you don't have tools and somebody that you can work with you on it, just like your personal trainer, then nothing changes. Right. So that's my point with that journal is that I'm hoping it changes some better habits. And if somebody really does not find the benefit of doing it every day, well, that's fine. Well, then, not then, a, then. there's a, and there's no one answer. Like everyone's different. Anyway, I gotta go. Thanks for your chat this morning. And just quickly for you guys that are listening, if you haven't already, make sure you follow the podcast, and then you'll get notified each time we upload a new episode, just, which is Monday mornings. At, holy crap, we're everywhere. Like not just iTunes and SoundCloud, like Spotify. I got into my car. I don't know if you saw when you came into my car. Boom. Podcast is is playing in my car because you favorited it or you follow it or whatever depending on which streaming service you're using. Yeah, yeah, hit the follow button, like, subscribe, like, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you think. And if you have topics for us, if you have a question, but anything, send us a message. Thanks for listening. I don't think anybody listens to us that long. You think anybody's still listening at the end of the podcast? I don't think so. We're about uh, almost 40 minutes in. You think somebody stuck with us that long? The chance of that happening, if you're still listening, I will send you a $5 Tim Hortons gift card. Comment below.